Welcome to the Banega Swasth India podcast. Our focus is on creating a holistic and healthy India for each and every one. Our goal is lakshya sampurna swasthika, where citizens, individuals, society and governments work together to ensure health for all. I'm Ambika Singh Kama and today on World AIDS Day, marked annually on December 1st, we will be talking to David Bridger, Country Director, India UNAIDS. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Bridger. David, to start with, the theme this year for World AIDS Day is Equalize. Tell us, how can we really end the inequalities and why is it so important? And especially for India, why is it relevant? Sure. Look, thank you. To start with, thank you for, for having me here, but also just to address um, your question. I mean, if we look at new infections and we look at AIDS-related deaths, they really run along the fault line of inequality. Uh, and that's why this year is so important, this theme of Equalize. And Equalize is really a call to action. It's a call to action for all of us to look at how we can equalize access to services for people living with HIV. Equalize services around prevention, around testing, around treatment and care. But it's also about how we equalize people's access through looking at laws or policies that stigmatize and discriminate against people living with HIV and prevent them from accessing those services. So like you said, I think the word call to action is very, very important here. Of course, equalize on all the platforms and everything to do with it. Just some numbers here, David, so I'm going to look down. Nationally, 24 lakh people are estimated to be living with HIV. And only, two, unfortunately, only 19 lakh people actually know their status, that they have HIV. And uh, 16 lakh people living with HIV on, are on ART. So tell us, how can we really bridge this gap between testing as well as uh, treatment? How do we bridge it? Look, I think, again, this comes back to the theme, which is around inequality. And how do we accelerate our action to address some of those inequalities that are causing the response to fall behind? Um, it really is a matter of how we utilize a number of levers in the response. We've already seen tremendous progress through access to treatment. We're now seeing tremendous progress with really utilizing and harnessing the power of community. Community to help us find those missing people those missing people for testing, those missing people who we need to link to treatment, those missing people who we need to ensure have access to prevention. If I ask you, is it possible to bring down the infections to zero, the new infections? And if yes, how can we do that in our country, India? Look, I think the, the terminology around um, uh, getting to zero is a vision. It's a vision that we certainly um, altruistically aim for but really, when it comes to ending AIDS as a public health threat by 2030, we're talking about severely reducing new infections and severely reducing the numbers of AIDS-related deaths. We may not reach zero, but certainly the aim is to reach zero. Okay, and if I ask you, of course, a lot has, I mean, when we see the progress, we see a lot has happened. If I specifically ask you, what are some of the wins in fighting uh, the HIV epidemic across globally and, of course, for India? Sure. Look, globally, I think some of the big wins over the past 20 years have been leadership. We've had tremendous success at galvanizing leadership, political, um, as well as faith-based organizations and leaders, uh, as well as business leaders and the community as well. 
I think the biggest win has been the engagement and involvement of the voices of community and the voices of community that have held leadership accountable in terms of mounting and launching a, uh, a response that we see today. But there's many other aspects uh, that have been successful as well. And I think we talked a little bit about treatment before and treatment over the past 10 to 15 years has been an enormous success. And the uptake of treatment has really uh, caused and saved an enormous amount of lives. I mean, we estimate that over the last 10, 12 years, around 12 to 13 million people have been saved because of the advances of treatment. So treatment really is the key. I mean, of course, testing and treatment, like you said, it goes hand in hand. Uh, David, if I can ask you, we know COVID has been tough on everyone globally. Um, what has the impact of COVID-19 been on people living with HIV? Look, COVID has had tremendous impact on people living with HIV here in India, but also across the globe. We've seen people fearful of uh, accessing uh, their treatment, fearful of being able to come to clinics to access that treatment. People fearful also of losing their way of life and their income. So it's had a ginormous impact, but we've also seen a range of responses that have helped us keep up with that intervention. So we've seen community intervene. We've seen community ensure that people access their treatment, have supplies that get them past some of those lockdowns. So it's been a combination of setbacks, but it's also been a combination of enormous victories in terms of accelerating the response. Accelerating the response as well as learnings, I feel like. Yes, I mean, a lot exactly. has been learned, right? In fact, I wanted to ask you, David, in a country like India, there are regional disparities. We see an increasing trend in annual new infections, especially in the northeastern states, whereas in the southern states of our country, the largest number of people living with HIV are there. So how do you think uh, policy interventions can be brought in to tackle these regional uh, differences and realities? Look, I think, th look, this is an excellent question because it really highlights the importance of data and information. And it's an area which uh, the India response has actually been uh, far-reaching and advanced. So here in India, we not only see national data, but we see state-level data and we're seeing district data as well. And that information is crucial to target the response and guide the response going forward. So as you quite rightfully point out, we are seeing an elevated uh, level of prevalence um, and new infections in the north and the northeast, which clearly spells out that we need to pay a little bit more attention to prevention. But it still means that we also need to pay a lot of attention to treatment because in preventing HIV, um, we also want to ensure that we identify people who are living with HIV and link them to treatment and care. Conversely, in central India and the south of India, we're seeing perhaps a more mature epidemic where we have large numbers of people living with HIV that are starting pre to present some other issues that we need to, to get on top of. Uh, people who are living longer with treatment and have other issues to do with aging that we all face, uh, but we had not anticipated or understood that a large number of people living with HIV would, would have to entertain that, which is a welcome thing, uh, but it's something that now also needs to be dealt with, yeah. Just a last question on future plans. I mean, what really is the global strategy when we talk about AIDS and HIV? 
again, uh, this global strategy that we're now embarking on, which is a five-year plan, really focuses on inequality. It uses an inequality lens to frame the response going forward over the next four or five years. So the big challenge now is that we, we know how to prevent HIV. We know how to treat HIV. The big issue now is addressing some of the inequalities that are still causing new infections and that is still causing AIDS-related deaths. Thank you so much, David, for sharing all this with us. I think very, very critical information for our viewers. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. That's it on the Banega Swasindia podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, do write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swasindia. You can also connect with us on Banega Swasindia handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue the conversation through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe.